What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast, what, two days after Christmas edition. I'm Santa, a.k.a. Will. That's the Grinch, a.k.a. Casino. You can tell by (laughs) He's got his sleeves. But see, the only thing is you didn't cut your sleeves. You just rolled them up. I'm not going to cut them. (laughs) It's such an odd fashion choice, but you know what? It works for him. It works for him. Uh, but we are back here to talk about week 16. We literally just did the picks, uh, reviewed them. Uh, Casino got 11, I got 10. But then in the only sports podcast Super Bowl, our two Super Bowl picks of the Rams versus the Broncos, not only did the Broncos lose, the Rams destroyed them, what, 51 to 14. So yeah, I had a day. Yeah, uh, I felt good. Yeah. So Casino has won the first official only sports podcast Super Bowl. He's also won the first. It's uh, the only sports podcast picks of the season. You're so far ahead now. I'm just giving it to you with two weeks to go. We'll still do the picks for fun, but you won. Congratulations, Casino. Congratulations. What if I, what if I just start reverse psychology? Like doing the reverse picks every time i still don't let's see if you would have done reverse picks this time two three four you would have still won five and i would have won ten so you still are so far ahead that it's not even doesn't even matter doesn't even matter but the uh week 16 we kind of called it this is week 16 right yeah we kind of called it where most of these games were shit on paper. And then most of the games themselves, when it actually came to watching them, were also shit. This was a shit week of NFL football. Anything to add to the shit week of NFL football? I mean, well, you didn't cue me up really, no. <laughs> Uh Yeah, no, it, it was a shit week of football. Um, not just because my team lost again, which... I figured that would happen. Um, it just it wasn't entertaining. There wasn't a lot of fun. There was very few entertaining games. Yeah, very and especially, few. I mean, as, the... as you said last episode, like I was, I was watching a little more basketball on my phone. I never watched basketball. Uh huh. Like never. I didn't watch. Uh, uh, what is it? The Broncos Rams game. I watched none of, and then I switched it because that was when the Bucks and Celtics were on. So I was watching that game. I can't wait till we talk about that later. Well, and then I switched over to Rams Broncos and it was like halfway through the second quarter and it was like 24 to to seven or something like that. And I was just like, ugh. but I will say, and we both agreed on this. It is more entertaining when two bad teams, one team gets blown out by the other bad team instead of like Texans and Titans where it's like 1914. And it's just like, ugh. Like just like or no, the worst one was Saints Browns. That yeah. game Saint was Brown or Saint and Brown. <laughs> Boom. But uh let's get into the games, Casino. And you know what? We can start with your team, Christmas oh. Eve, uh playing against the Bengals. What at what point did you think they're coming back and they're gonna pull this off? 
Because um, it started what the Bengals scored all twenty-two in the first two quarters. Then the Bang or the your Patriots start coming back, score eighteen in the six in the third, twelve in the fourth, and then let's see, Joey B threw two INTs, three touchdowns. T Higgins had a day, which of course he did because I had him on my bench, and then Mac Jones twenty-one for thirty-three, two forty, two touchdowns. Ramondre Stevens only 13 carries and 30 yards and then that fumble with a minute left right um I there was one point where I was like oh there's a possibility they could win this this is interesting um but in reality I even set it out to my Patriots group text and whatnot and I was just like we'll we'll find a way to blow it we're we're gonna lose (laughs) I I looked over at the wife and I was like yeah we're gonna lose yeah, and it happened. It happened. So now um, the here's talk. The thing, go ahead. Okay, go for it. No, go for it. I think you're going to set up my what I was going to say. Well, I was going to say the talking point coming out of this game is what I have written down here. Is Mac Jones a dirty player? Wasn't going to go there first. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's a dirty player. I think he's a young player. You know how many. There's so many dirty players in the NFL that don't get called dirty players. And uh-huh. uh, I, I forget who was talking about it. It went on their rant about Mac Jones being a dirty player. I, I, I forget his name. He was going on about Mac Jones being a dirty player and, and comparing him to like the Grayson Allen of, of uh, football, which Jesus. if you don't know Grayson Allen, he little white dude from – a really good college career from Duke, and he went into the NBA, couldn't really fathom anything um, or produce anything, and he just kept hurting people. Yeah. I wanted to shove – I just want to punch that dude in the face. <laughs> Allen was deliberately trying to hurt people. Mac Jones, that didn't look that, that – he got fined. It was a low block. But you know how many chop blocks don't get called from the offensive line? It's just, and this is not me trying to defend Mac Jones. I'm I'm not. I have my takes on him. Yeah, so you don't think he's a dirty player. The block was, well, they always say it's a dirty block when you go low, right? So that's the only reason they're saying low. Yeah, is he went for the legs. But I don't think, I don't know. To me, it's not dirty. It's... He is smaller than the other person and trying to get leverage, but I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. I don't hate yeah. Mac Jones, but I, I really don't have an opinion of Mac Jones. I don't love him. I don't hate him. He's just oh, like that's, that's fair. a guy that's to fair. me. But uh, the, the, the whole just saying Mac is a dirty player. And then, um, I, like I said, I forget the guy, the guy's name that uh, was, was calling it him Stephen out. Was it Stephen A? I think I saw a Stephen A it wasn't Stephen A was going off. No. Who's a, a different different gentleman? But he was like, uh, now all bets are off for Mac Jones, like protecting the quarterback, those rules, all all you know, all bets are off. It's, I mean, that's insane. like that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, so this is this is why rules are in place. Like this this is why there's an issue when it comes to players getting hurt. It's like two wrongs don't make a right, uh, but three rights make a left. Um, but i even got the wife to smile for that one that was great um 
<laughs> but yeah, like that—that's just egregious. I, I can't believe he said that live. Like, fine, if you want to call Mac Jones a dirty player, and you know you thought it was dirty, whatever. That—that's your take on it. But to yeah. say, oh, all bets are off. Protecting the quarterback means nothing to him now. So you're basically saying open season, go and go and break Mac Jones' leg. I don't well, agree with that. And and I've it's not just him. I've seen a lot of people saying comments on like that where um, the protecting the quarterback for him is gone. You know, you shouldn't worry about that. If he's not going to protect other players, go after him. And I'm like, first off, it's in the moment. He made a play. He's smaller. You're right. He's smaller than the other dude. It's not like he, he was a big lineman going down in front of him. Uh, is it a safe play? No. Did he get fined? Did he get yelled at? Sure. He's still a rookie. I'm, again, what he did, I, I wish he didn't have done. He was, you know, it wasn't great. But to say, oh, well, he is a dirty player after one one play. Now you want, you know, you want to put a bounty on his head? Fuck off. Well, hasn't there been is aren't they calling him a dirty player because there's been other blocks like this? Uh, isn't seen, that the the take or whatever? Okay, there are he does go out and he does block. But you know how many other times I've seen players go out ahead of a running back off a screen off a screen pass and they lay down in front of the player and they start rolling. Is that guy a dirty player? I've never heard anything about that. Why is this? mainstream news if you watch if you watch a game you could probably call out five different dirty plays like oh why did he go low there why did he go low there so i found an article while you were saying that called mac jones timeline of dirty plays blah 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 for questionable incidents there's two other incidents before this one so it's not like you know it's not i was expecting to open this up and see like you know, 50 instances, but there's three plays, including this one. So I, ca- I, I now agree with you more where it's just like, okay, it happened three times, but in the off season, they won't do it because the NFL always changes rules to make the game better. But for some reason, when it comes to penalties and shit like that, they're just like, Oh no, we're just going to change what a catch is or what a touchdown is or getting your feet in bounds. Those things they change immediately. But shit like what the fuck is a roughing the passer call will never be addressed. They'll never do it. You see three of them a weekend where you're just like, that's how the fuck is that roughing the passer? And now, especially and you the, see the like, flip side of that where you're like, how is that not roughing oh, the yeah. passer? Yeah, well, especially where it's just like, oh, well, the quarterback was running, so that means it's open season. And it's just like, so because the quarterback passed this imaginary blue line, all of a sudden now you can murder him. But if he was behind the blue line and you hit him even a fraction of what you hit him if you walk past that, it's 15 yards, you get fined, you maybe get ejected. Like, it's just fucking insane. The other one is pass interference. I mean, there were there were calls this week where I was just like, I like last week with the the Jaguars or the the Giants Commanders game. Like literally, the guy's wrapping his arms around him. The ball's not to him. No pass interference. There that was one. The well, that didn't. That, well, it 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 cost them the touchdown to potentially yeah, win the game. Win the game. And then I was watching the the Eagles Cowboys game. That. 
Yeah. Yeah. Eagles Cowboys game. The first Eagles uh, or the first Dallas interception that they got, the guy is over the Eagles defender and just like, like pushing him, like literally crawling over him to get the ball. Nothing. There was a, there was two more in that play. One for Eagles, one for Cowboys where I was like, the fuck are we like, what is the rule? What can you, as long as you don't just fucking hit somebody with your helmet right under their jaw and knock them down, then everything's legal now. It's just, ugh, I hate it. I hate it. But let's go to the flip side casino of the Bengals, which Bengals, Chiefs, and uh, Bills all vying for that spot, all winning this past weekend. And let's see, we have the Bills at... Are they now 13 and 3? Why is this not updated? Oops. Yeah, why is mine not updated either? I'm right there with you. Uh No. Are they Is everybody 12 and 3? Yeah, no, it is 12 okay. and 3. So the Bills are 12 and 3. Well, cuz it just says week 16 matchup, so it's weird it's not saying week That's 17 what I'm, matchup. I'm getting as You're well, looking yeah. at the same thing, right? The NFL one. So yeah. we have Bills still number one at 12 and three chiefs number two at 12 and three Bengals 11 and four, but remember Bengals beat chiefs. So they finish with the same record, those switch and then bills and Bengals play Monday night in hands down the best Monday night game of the season. And then in contention for biggest matchup of the season, because Cowboys Eagles was biggest match of the season before the Cowboys lost to the Jaguars. Then that game meant nothing. This game, Bills Bengals, this could mean potentially the difference between Everything. home field advantage and your third string or your third uh, seed. Like that's. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and so who do the Chiefs have as well? The Chiefs. Uh, let me get to them real quick. Yeah, trying to navigate as well through here. So, but I know the Chiefs, I think the Bills, well, the Bengals have oh, oh, Bills, the Ravens. Got, the Chiefs got Broncos and then the Raiders. So they should win both of those. Yeah. They should win both of those. So pretty much the Chiefs could come out as a number one if the Bengals win. Um, man, this could be a three-way tie, honestly, going into. Oh, no, it wouldn't shake up to be that way. Well, no, it, it would end up being way. if the Bills lose to the Bengals – and the Chiefs win out, then the Chiefs are number one seed. Right. If the Chiefs and if the Bills lose to the Bengals and the Chiefs somehow lose one of the last two games, then Bengals are one. So literally it all comes down to Monday night. Like that decides it, right? Like, because I don't yeah, think either of us think the Chiefs are losing their last two games. That's going to be phenomenal. What are you doing Monday night? Do you work? Uh, no, I'm off Monday. Hey, you Oh, that's right, because we do the podcast on Mondays. Yeah, um, buddy. Yeah, you should come down to my work and watch the game. I would actually be down for that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. But uh, let's talk about this week. Uh, there's just some games we could just blow right past. I only have, like, one question for some of these games. Uh, let's let's just go in order of how it's on my screen. Uh, we have the now 5-10 and 10 Atlanta Falcons uh, losing nine to seventeen to the now ten and five Baltimore Ravens. The one question I had for this game, Casino, is how in the fuck are the Ravens ten and five? No one is talking no about them. I have oh. no idea. I really don't. 
like I, I mean, I I did I, I did have them winning this game even with Lamar Jackson out, but I'm mean, because they're playing the Falcons. But I don't know how they're they're sneaky, sneaky. Your favorite word, sneaky. <laughs> um, yeah. I wouldn't even say they're good. They're just, they play great defense. They feel very similar to like a less talented 49ers team, right? Like I feel like they just kind of do what they do best and then play great defense and then just hold teams to, and then kind of make the other team do what they do worst. Does that make sense? Like, we have Huntley, who is, I mean, he's good, and he's far better than Desmond Ritter. And I had this written right here, Casino. Uh, your pick, you have to, you know how everybody always does that thing where it's like, oh, you have to pick uh, one quarterback to save your life. This is one quarterback you want your team facing that you want you obviously want to give the worst quarterback to the opposing team, right? To save your life. I'm giving you three choices. Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis, Zach Wilson. Which of those three is the worst that you want quarterback in the opposing team? Uh, just because I've seen him play more. I'm going to say Zach Wilson. As the worst. Yeah. I... I think it's, and we can segue right to this uh, next game. I think it is Malik Wilson or Malik uh, Willis. He is the seven and eight Tennessee Titans lose to the now two 12 and one Houston Texans, a game we both picked the Texans in. And you know why we both picked the Texans? Because it was going to be Malik Willis. And Malik Willis's stats. 14 for 23, 99 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Again, not, not making over 100 yards in the NFL. I think you touched, you said that last week is just abysmal. Especially like, how you, how, that you have to try not to hit 100 yards, 100 yards passing in the NFL. Again, against a team that previous to this game had lost 12 games this season and won one. They had won one game going into this this game. I don't know. I mean, we did also say Houston was – they were showing fight recently the past few, few games, and that, that also contributed, but – Yeah. Yeah. But, again, it's like – well, first, and then the other thing for this game is why are the Texans – I get, you know, you can do the whole, like – they're professionals. They step on the same field any given Sunday, blah, 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 blah. Why? Yeah. Why are the head coach, why are the owner trying to win games with two weeks to go in the season? Like, for what? What's the point of this? It's not like a Broncos situation where you were supposed to be great. Well, I think and... there's rules against tanking. Yeah, but I think there's there's ways around that to make sure you don't win. Like, I don't think there's, especially when it's the Texans, it's not like they, uh, I would say more of what we've seen the past two weeks looks like tanking where they do three of the worst plays you've ever seen with the chance to win the game. This one was just like, it wasn't even close the whole game. It felt like they were really like uh, dominating the Titans. I mean, uh, the Titans. Well, I mean, 
the Titans yeah. didn't score anything in the last quarter. Uh, the Houston had to score nine to win this game. So it was going, it was 10, uh, 10 to 17 Titans going into the fourth. So, yeah, but it was what I'm saying. It was a one score game the entire time. Like nothing crazy, like one score game. If the Titans, what scored one more touchdown or the Texans like missed a kick or something like they lose this game. So it's just, I don't know. These are always so weird. And also, this is the first week, especially with all these matchups, where I felt like maybe we shouldn't have made it 18 weeks. 17 weeks felt like the perfect amount. 18, now it just feels like we have weeks like this where it's just like, oh, yeah, all these teams lost, and it doesn't change playoff standings at all. Like, they, it just feels like an extra, extra just bleh, like guff, guff casino. But... If you if you are the 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 Titans, you're done, right? Like I know you're oh, still yeah. at the chance to get into the playoffs, but at, who would? What would even be the point of this Titans team with no Ryan Tannehill getting into the playoffs? Well, like, what would be the point of the Jaguars getting in? Well, the Jaguars are at least interesting. They have a Super Bowl winning head coach. They have Trevor Lawrence who can actually throw for you know. They can, he can throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns, and then next week have like 150 yards, one touchdown, and two INTs. But at least there's the chance. Like, there's never the chance that this Titans team all that's of a sudden a, that's, drops that's, that's a fair point. 45 on somebody. And especially with them playing the Cowboys next week, like, I, again, the cow, let's say their defense holds up and goes crazy. Does anybody expect the Titans to be able to score three touchdowns? Like how? J unless Derrick Henry just rushes for 200 yards, but I don't know. Uh, as far as, oh, the Jaguars, Titans. Now the Jaguars are in the fourth seed, uh, but they have that game coming up against the Titans, I believe, not this week, but the last week of the season, right? Yeah, it's going to be Titans-Jags, which I don't think they've determined any of the, for the last week, that that is one of the games that I think is in contention to be flexed into Sunday night, just because, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. they always I, I do the ones. that on last, uh, when we were talking about the Jaguars-Jets game, and I was like, um, oh, that last game between the Titans and Jags, it says TBA still. I guarantee you, if if that decides who wins not just gets into the playoff as a wild card because it wouldn't be a wild card. So, you know, it's not that game. It is who wins the division yeah. to get in. So it's a division title game and it is a playoff game uh, play to get into the playoff game because like the wild card ones, you know, those have a little different feel to them. Yeah. You make the playoffs, but you know, you're already not going to win the division. So yeah, what's the point. What's the point of uh, being excited about just making the playoffs, whatever. But I'm trying, uh, I'm trying to make myself not feel as bad because Detroit's not going to make it. So. <laughs> it's okay, Casino. It's okay. Uh, let's move on to the next game. A game I called, made all the right calls for, still fucking pick the Lions. The 7-8 and eight Detroit Lions lose to the 6-9 and nine Carolina Panthers, 37-23. to 23. Uh, Jared Goff, 25 for 42, 355, three touchdowns. Uh, Goff, I, when he has time, I'm telling you, he can pick you apart. People do not respect him for 
whatever reason, I have no idea. He's a great quarterback. I'm going to dare say great, but he also does not play defense for the Lions, who gave up, let me see if this is correct, 320 rushing yards in this game. They gave up uh, 165 yards and a touchdown to uh, Foreman, and then... 125 yards to Hubbard and then still 20 yards and a touchdown rushing to Sam Darnold, who also had a passing touchdown and 250 yards. So I was watching this game almost stunned with how the Panthers just completely dominated the Lions. Like it was insane. I mean, they shut down their, the Lions rushing attack. They, oops, they let golf like cook, but Again, then they would just get the ball, run it down their throats, score a touchdown, and then Lions just couldn't keep up, which is crazy. What do we make of this Panthers team, Casino? Um, well, I think we said last week, and I was trying to just roll with the Tom Brady's going to win, Tom Brady's going to win, Tom Brady's going to win um, uh, that that division. Um but man, the Panthers like they're they're starting to get fun to watch because I think it's they're at a point where they kind of just don't care anymore. So you were saying, you know, why why would you care uh, late in the season and would try to win a couple games? Well, because they don't care, so they're not <laughs> overthinking things. They're just going out and playing, and you know they're taking risks and it's paying off. Now um, it's not going to pay off every time. Um, but Hey, they, they crushed that. That's all those rushing yards like is almost sickening. Yeah. Well, it's also crazy where you look at the Rams game, Baker Mayfield immediately started doing better when he left the Panthers and then Sam Darnold immediately started doing better after he came off the bench and they were just like, I guess you can be the starter. We have nobody else. So it was like, both of them now are doing fantastic when, what, the beginning of the season, they were both on this team and couldn't do anything. So it's weird, like, how this shit is just so, you know, like, topsy-turvy. Like, now Baker Mayfield, I mean, we'll talk about that Broncos-Rams game, but he had, like, what, maybe the best game of his career, like, yeah, against it was, it was a clean. top three defense. Like, it was a uh, game. But let's let's segue from that game to we'll just skip to the Sunday night game, which was hands down one of the worst games I've ever watched in my life. The seven and eight Tampa Bay Bucks beat the four and eleven Arizona Cardinals, nineteen to sixteen. Tom Brady had I don't even think it's with I don't think it's even in doubt. His worst game I've ever seen him play until the last what minute and thirty seconds, and then he He's led done them that down the field. Times this season as well. Ugh. and then he leads them down the field to get the game scoring touchdown or game tying touchdown. They go to OT, leads them down the field for a for a field goal to win the game. On the other end, McSorley was fine every time it looked like first off the cardinals line is awful it looked like mcsorley literally looked like he had one second from the the ball being snapped to him trying to complete a pass to 
uh, God knows who. I mean, it's DeAndre Hopkins and then, well, I guess Greg Dortch had 10 catches for 98 yards. Uh, thoughts on this game, Casino? Uh, sorry. Uh, which game? <laughs> I'll be honest, I had my kids screaming. I was listening to what you're saying. Sam Darnold, something. No, because we're talking about Bucks Cardinals. Okay, cool. So... Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, no, so yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, this game was really, I watched, I was watching some of the stuff uh, after we got home from my parents for Christmas. I turned it on, and the wife, we had already put Michaela down. She goes in the room, and I'm just watching the game. And I'm like, this is why. So I just, I like, I pulled out my phone and I just started playing a game, and that was just background noise. I wasn't even paying attention to this game. It was so rough to watch. It was three and out, three and out, three and out. Yeah. And um, so, but kind of what you're saying, um, why is I, I don't think you did say this yet, but um, I, you're saying that Tom Brady's always good there right at the end, um, it, it, towards the end of games, but why is he throwing 48 times? Just why, dude? I, know I have no idea. I know they don't have a great rushing game, I understand that. That's that's fine. Leonard Fournette's older, you know. It, it's it's starting to trend down that way, but why is he running that much, or why is he throwing that ball that many times? That that is a guy coming out of college throws. Yeah, I don't know how Tom Brady's doing it, and the fact that he still went thirty two for forty eight. I mean, he did have two ints. He just can't get the ball to where it needs to be right now. He's he's kind of turning into what? Um, um, oh my gosh! Oh wow! Who? Manning Peyton Manning did with uh. The, the Broncos. Well, I mean, but the Broncos at least had a good enough defense to carry Peyton that season. I think Manning looked – his last season was, like, rough, rough. It was like he couldn't even complete a pass. Uh, Brady is completing passes, but nobody – we've talked about this multiple times. Nobody's catching the ball, and then when they do catch it, it's always, like, either a long bomb or, like, two or three yards and they get tackled. Like this Bucks offense, please, please, I don't care. Either of these teams, Bucks or Panthers, are going to lose in the playoffs. I don't want to see this team in the playoffs. They are the worst to watch. I was listening, as I said, I was just kind of, it was on the background, but I was listening to it and I watched a few plays. Um, the offensive line for Tampa is just so bad that uh, Arizona, they were playing a high, uh, a high six where I, I don't know the technical terms. I'm not a coach, um, but they were cutting off all those within five yard passing, you know, passing plays. And Brady would like to throw downfield, but he doesn't have the time. He can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so a lot of these throws that he that he wasn't getting to the receivers, they were just covered. Cause if Tom Brady couldn't get it out within 30 seconds or uh, like 0.3 seconds is what I meant to say. There's no way. Yeah. He wasn't going to make a completion. Um, So kudos to that game planning. They still, they still lost, but that's all you have to do to beat the bucks. Like the bucks are 100% figured out. Just you put everybody close. You put the, just the safety over top. That's it because they're they're not going to be able to get to that long ball. um, Because, Brady's going to get pressured super quick. Um, 
Well, I, and, I honestly didn't even know that this game went into OT. Ugh. I mean, what even what happened to both Julio Jones and Mike Evans? Julio Jones, like everybody, when he got there, uh, they were like, oh my God, Tom Brady now gets Julio Jones. He's been non-existent. Well, because Julio uh, Jones is best when he's able to move and create his space for himself, a.k.a. he needs time. Brady doesn't have time to throw this football. And uh, Mike Evans has only caught 67 passes this year for 917 yards and three touchdowns. So, you know, every year previous to this, he had over a thousand yards and at least, let's see, this would be the least amount of touchdowns he caught since 2015. Like the year prior, he caught 14, then 13, then he had two years of eight and then 5-12-3-12. So he only has three touchdowns. I mean, there's two weeks to go, but what? The Buccaneers in the next two games, can you really guarantee they'll score four touchdowns altogether? Like, no. No, I would not bet money on that. And then Julio Jones, I think it's the age is catching up. He's also uh, injury prone at this point. And yeah, I mean, this season... His stats are how many yards do you think he has, Casito? He has played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's played nine games this season. How many yards do you think he has? 321. 321. He has 289 and two touchdowns. So he's played almost nine games less than Mike Evans and has one less touchdown. So rough. Rough, rough season. I'm glad well, I drafted the, the next game. Is going to be very interesting where it is the Bucks Panthers. Um, because pretty much who wins that one, I think, is going to be taking it right. Well, there's like, dude, this is the weirdest division because I also saw if the Saints went out, they would take it. And I think the only way they would take it is because they have to let me pull them up. I think they also play the Panthers or they beat the Panthers. I don't know. This division is just wonky wonky. Oh yeah. They play the Eagles next week and then the Panthers the following week. So saints went out there in bucks went out there in or Panthers went out there in. So I think the bucks still, if they went out there in, but then the Panthers, it comes to they have to win out and they're in, or if the Saints win out, they're in. But the Saints and Panthers play each other, Bucks and Panthers play each other. So it's all those three. So if these if these teams were like each had like nine or ten wins, then this would be a really good division. But because they all have six or seven, it's just like ugh. Ugh. Uh, but let's move, uh, let's jump back to Sunday morning with the Seahawks and, or no, Saturday morning, I'm sorry, the 10, the now 7-8 and eight Seattle Seahawks lose to the 12-3 and three Kansas City Chiefs, 24-10. to 10. Uh, I just have one question. Are the Chiefs now, are they back to being the best team in the AFC? Do you think they are playing better now than Buffalo is? That's all I get. One question. Yes. I'm sorry. I was doing the Joe Buck. 
<laughs> I can't believe oh, we'll talk catch about Monday Night Football. I can't believe you didn't catch on to that. <laughs> oh. um, no, I mean, so so say that I I was too excited to say the question. Did you just say? Did you ask if they're the best team? Are they the best team? Not in the AFC, in the NFL at the moment. The Chiefs have they risen back? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I I know who you're talking about, but but uh, no. Um, I don't think so. Uh, they're still a really good team, but the Bills, they figured out their offense. So they're back up, in my opinion, over the Chiefs. And then the Eagles are still absolutely legit. I don't care that they lost. We'll get to that game. Um, I still think the Eagles are legit because, I mean, hey, that's a rivalry game in Dallas. You know, it was, it's a tough game. You don't have your MVP. don't have the MVP of the league playing. Yada yada yada. We'll get. To I that. think. I honestly think he he lost the MVP. I think it's going to be Mahomes now. I really do. Yeah. I eat because uh, I think MVP to our, our hearts <laughs> on the field because because off the field that that's for Zach Wilson, but on the field. But then again, uh, everybody now is like, oh, Hurts uh, was out. Minshew had a great game, so now Mahomes is the clear MVP, but. They're going into, or no, the Broncos are coming to Kansas City this week. And remember, three, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, Patrick Mahomes had three turnovers against this Broncos defense. So maybe, I don't know, happens, maybe there's a chance for Hurts. Again, if that happens again, it's almost a blessing that Jalen Hurts is out because he doesn't have to screw anything up. And yeah, yeah. if Patrick Mahomes has another game like he did against Denver then how can you say that he is the MVP? Well, you can say that with, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, his stats are fucking, they're just insane. He literally has like Madden. If you just look at his like career stats, they are just Madden stats. His This year at the moment, he has 4,720 yards, 37 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Last year, he had 4,800 yards, 37 touchdowns, uh, 13 interceptions. Year before that, he had 4,700 yards, 38 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Then he had a down year, and a down year for him was still 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns, 5 INTs. His MVP season year was 2018. He had 5,100 yards, 50 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. That's just fucking, those are mad numbers. That's fucking crazy. Like, oh, him and Andy Reid are a pair, aren't they? I mean, it's, I feel like uh, people that's, really that's, downgrade uh, Andy Reid. Like, they're just like, oh, oh it's Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. I think it has a lot, lot to do with uh oh, Andy Reid 100% I mean that's and that's kind of what it is with Bill or I still think this I don't care if people say Belichick Brady is yeah you know Brady did have that success as soon as he went over to you know Tampa and Belichick's been in and out he looked he'll look to only have made the playoffs once of three years since Brady left but typically when your star quarterback leaves like that and you just kind of clean house you don't expect to be on a playoff bubble so like yeah. Belichick's done very good, very good with having a brand brand new quarterback, Mac Jones, and then that awful year with Cam Newton, and he still almost made the playoffs, and he made the playoffs last year with the rookie. Like, so 
what I'm getting at is coaching is very, very important. It's not just about the quarterback, but when you have a good pairing, like oh, Mahomes yeah. and Reed, Brady and Belichick, it just works because Brady was able to run the offense how he wanted to run it with McDaniels. Um, they collaborated. It wasn't just one or, you know, one or the other. And Belichick ran the defense and that was that. Andy Reid, he is a play design offensive, just minded superstar. Yeah. And he's got a superstar that can do the things that he wants to be done. He's well, got somebody and- that can create those plays that, that he draws up in his head that he wants to run this type of team, this type of offense. And again, like they don't have the greatest defense in the world. They have a decent defense, but they keep the they keep the ball in Mahomes' hands. Yeah. And at the moment, I think, yeah, Kansas City is the 15th ranked defense in almost every category. They're yeah, so a little bit middle of the road. Yeah, they're a little bit better against the run than they are the pass, but just still... imagine if that defense was a top tier defense. Oh yeah. No, well, this like team top, like top three. This, this team, team wouldn't have lost be, a game. They, they yeah. wouldn't have lost a game and they'd be blowing out teams because Patrick Mahomes would just have the ball the entire time. They would run through Andy Reid's playbook like five times going, wrapping around. So, I I mean, are the Chiefs great? Yes. Are they the best team in the league right now? I still think the Bills and Eagles will top them, but they are, they're right there. They're right underneath that. Well, also, that's, the, my, that's my take on the Chiefs. The danger is the danger for the Chiefs right now because I think there's really there's really only three teams in the league that I feel like are Super Bowl or bust or your season's kind of like eh who really gives a shit I feel like it's my team uh, because of just how the way the season's gone so it's Eagles and then the other two teams are Chiefs and Bills right oh, yeah. Bills last year it was like. How the fuck did we not get to the Super Bowl? More so with the Chiefs was like, how the fuck did we lose that Bengals game? And then Bengals, I feel like, are just coming up right behind them, just being like, we were here last year, nobody expected us, and we're here this year, and as good as the top two teams, maybe better, and they just, no, you know, I'm, turned it I on like later. The, I We've talked about how much we like Joey B. They're peaking at the right time. Yeah. They really are. Uh, a little worrisome that the, but again, it's a Belichick defense. The second half, they were able to stop the Bengals from doing anything. Um, and it was, gave the Patriots a sh- uh, fighting chance. But, oh man, oh man, are the Bengals just fun to watch? Yeah. Um, and so I agree. Like, it, it's it's going to be the Chiefs, Bengals, or Bills. 110% coming out of the AFC. There's no absolute doubt in my mind. Um, well, also, what's going to be fun is the first if the standings stay exactly like they are right now right with bills one chiefs two Bengals three and then you would have jags probably four ravens five chargers dolphins uh, six and seven the first round matchups would be chiefs against the dolphins so maybe tyree kill revenge game you know he goes off maybe tua if he can avoid getting his 25th concussion of the season he might actually have a good game that story you could tell i want you to talk about that story oh we're getting to it i didn't i didn't read the article i just i I read the headline i was at work now we will talk about that but as far as the chiefs i do think they're the best team in the nfl right now uh 
I just think they're kind of turning it on at the right time, especially after getting humbled by both the Bengals and the Bills. But Some humble pie. That's what they have for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But as far as the Seahawks go, uh, sadly, I will use my favorite phrase here, Casino. Did they turn back into a pumpkin because – it looks like the Seahawks, whatever they were doing that was working, has now stopped working. And ever since that that Bucks game, they lost 21 to 16. Then they lost to the Raiders. Then they barely beat the Rams. And that was before Baker Mayfield. They got beat by the Panthers. They got destroyed by the Niners. Then they get destroyed by the Chiefs again. I mean, the last, what, that was six games have just been brutal, brutal. And they still have to go to the Jets, who, Zach Wilson or not, are a good team with a good defense that can definitely shut this offense down. And then they end at, like, a weirdly now surging Rams team. So are the Seahawks done, or do you still see them backing themselves into the playoffs? No, I still think, I think they're done. We've talked about it before already. I I think they're done. Um, yeah. I was, I was really hoping that it would – uh that would open the door for the Lions, which is not shut, but. Well, you know, good. it didn't open the door for the Lions. It opened the door for your favorite NFC team, which is the Packers. Oh. Now, oh. if the Packers went out, they're in. And let's jump to that game because we were just talking about both of them. The, pa- uh, the Packers and the Dolphins played in. Uh, weirdly interesting game that happened on christmas day they the now seven and eight green bay packers beat the now eight and seven miami dolphins 26 to 20 with a fourth quarter comeback that led to i think the dolphins had four turnovers just in the second half two or through three of the worst interceptions you've ever seen but there might be a reason because everybody and by everybody, I mean the online detectives are saying there was one hit on Tua where he like threw out of a sack or maybe he did get sacked on this play. I think he threw it out of a sack and then he gets slammed down to the ground. His helmet bounces off the the pay, or the uh, grass. Obviously, Tua has what missed like six games, maybe five, six games this season with multiple multiple concussions. Yeah. So if that is the moment, and this is courtesy of NFL memes, I saw this. uh, If that was the hit that did give to a concussion, and apparently he is in concussion protocol again, before this hit, he was 9 for 12, 229 yards, uh, 19 yards per average, per attempt, one touchdown, zero interceptions. After this hit, everybody thinks he got a concussion on, 7 of 13, 81 yards, 6.2 yards per average, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. Like, it's night and day, the difference between post-hit and pre-hit it has to be a concussion, especially oh, yeah. with him. Like, I just the Dolph- I don't understand. I don't understand the Dolphins, man. That like this organization should be hit hard. Oh, with fines like out the ass. Yeah. Ugh. Draft but... picks taken, stuff like because, dude. Obviously, obviously he's in bad shape. 
Well, also it becomes that worrisome thing. And we've seen multiple football players have to retire because of too many concussions and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure that was the thing that took out, wasn't it like that took out Montana or Aikman, one of those like hall of fame quarterbacks who had too many concussions and basically had to like retire. I don't know if it was Montana, but it may have been Joe Montana. Joe Montana. But uh, I watched that movie the other day. (laughs) But yeah, I just think, it be now it's starting to get to the point where it's like okay he's had minimum that we know of minimum minimum two really bad concussions this year this is potentially a third one like three concussions and you've always heard the thing about concussions is once you get one it's way easier to get the next one and the next one and the next one and it's just one of those things that just keeps stacking up it's it's he's, getting he's to the Billy Bob po- over here, man. <laughs> yeah. It's getting to the point where do you talk about retiring from football, never playing again? He definitely should not play the rest of this season. He's got oh, yeah. way too fucking many. Like, I don't know. Thoughts on concussions, Casito, especially when it's like this. Um, they need to be taken serious, man. Um, like, brain damage i but okay sorry my house feels like it's like we're in the middle of uh kansas and i'm oh yeah no the weather in vegas today is just brutal i don't know i woke up this morning i'm supposed i'm supposed to be golfing tomorrow and i was looking at the weather the next two days and it was like five to ten miles an hour five to ten miles an hour for like all three days yeah uh from i looked sunday night and it was monday tuesday wednesday five to ten five to ten five to ten um we're at like 40 mile an hour gusts. Yeah. No, it's sorry. bad. Anyway. Sorry, and man. it's going to start raining in about two hours. Right. So, yeah. See, I'm fine golfing in the rain. I knew that was going to happen. But <laughs> I wasn't like, this is crazy. Um, anyway. Um, yeah. He needs to be pulled. He should not be playing at all. Um, it, it's a serious thing. Um, brain damage. Look, look what's happening with um, uh, Antonio Brown. Like we still, we both think that he has CTE. Oh yeah. Um, like well, and then you also start, start marking it in, in like two to three years from now. If if Tua's all of a sudden going crazy, well, and... he's also he's only twenty four. Like he's a That's really scary. young guy to have that many concussions that are like, I mean, we've seen we've seen people get like their quote unquote bell rung, and then it's just like one game they maybe miss a game or two and then they're like fine and you never hear about them having their like bell rung again i feel like with tua it's every game like he takes hits and either he just doesn't know how to take them or he's just prone to those kind of hits i don't know but it's just like he just always seems to get tackled where his head smacks against the ground like every single sack of his is He's not rolling to the ground, holding the ball. He's literally just like standing straight up and then just like the whiplash thing. I don't know, man. I would, but as far as this season goes, I don't think there's any way the NFL, I don't know if there's any way the Dolphins can legally let him back on the field or the NFL can just be like, we're telling you this guy is not allowed to play anymore. Like, Somebody has to step in because clearly him and his team are just like, no, he's good. Send him out there. 
send him yeah. out there and let's just have him have permanent fucking brain damage. But as far as the less macabre of this game is the Green Bay Packers, uh, two our our two one of our favorite teams in the league casino. We both love Aaron Rodgers. You love him more than I do. Uh, he didn't even have a good game. That Mercedes Lewis catch that basically set up their touchdown. Uh, that was not a catch. That ball was touching the ground, but Dolphins didn't challenge it. Oh, oh, what are you saying? Are you saying the refs got it wrong? <laughs> are you saying the refs got something, dude? This has been one. This has been another one of those really bad officiating years. Oh yeah, where dude, bad, bad. Every team, and and this is not me being again biased for the no, no. It's league wide. It is. I'm having trouble watching games, and every time I see a flag, and I'm just or a non-flag, and I'm like, how? Yeah. How? Well, that's do, also do the thing where it's like legal now for the rest, or what? <laughs> well, that's also the thing. Another one that needs to be addressed is holding, because every play now looks like they have holding, and then so they just randomly decide to call it, and it's only it's on like important plays. And this like, is something where I've always been bothered by uh, basketball. Even though I like college, I'm not a big NBA guy, but it's it's the discretion of the refs and. I, I hate that because I do you, too. You watch every 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 possession, every possession. You you I'm I'm holding that coffee mug. Prove me otherwise. Every <laughs> possession in the NBA, there's a foul. Oh yeah. Well, it's just it, it could be rules, something as simple as rules, double dribbling. Yeah. Like double oh, dribbling is supposed to be illegal. Well, what happened? What happened to the carry? Like yeah traveling happens every play that, but that's that like the thing the rule. that rule went out of the damn league where you take the ball like this and then you turn it over and double trip like yeah you can't carry but every every person and they take like four steps as they're doing the uh, the thing yeah we'll do that anyway so but no i agree that's, that's the equivalent that's now the equivalent of holding in the league. Yes, I feel like holding it happens every play, and then the refs will just be like, "He held him too much that play," and you're just like, and then they'll show the replay of the play, and three other guys will also be holding, and it'll just be like, "What even is this rule?" But as far as the Packers go, they have two. I think I believe with the other teams in front of them losing, now it's win and get in. The only issue is. They play the Vikings next week and then the Lions the week after that. Two teams. They're going to lose one of them. Yeah. Well, they've already lost to the Lions and Vikings both this year previous. Remember uh, week one, they got absolutely annihilated by the Vikings. And then a couple, November 6th, they barely beat, they barely got beat by the Lions. It looks like with uh, six points. So I don't know. I don't know what to think of this Packers team. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has particularly so if, looked good this season. If if they get in, I could I see them getting in? Yes, because you know we're still not sure on the Vikings. Uh, I think they're a good team, um, but it's still weird how they play. Uh, Lions, we know what they are: great offense, bad defense. So you just never know. Yeah. Um, I, I say they win both of these two games. Uh, which could happen. I don't see them doing anything in the playoffs. No, against any of these elite teams. 
Well, especially if they got into the playoffs, they would get in as the seventh seed. So their first matchup. No, well, they would. Well, the Eagles would get the first round by if oh, the playoffs right. started today. So they would so play the. Nine. They would play the Vikings. Oh, Vikings again. again. So, but see, this is the thing: the Packers need to get into the playoffs. But in order, to, but then once they get into the playoffs, they're going to play Vikings again. And if the, well, no, because the Vikings would have to. Never mind. That was yeah, a dumb point. But, I was going to say yeah, it's going to be hard to beat a team three times in a season. I but, had that thought, but I didn't say it aloud because I understood it quicker than you did. Yeah. So then it would I'm be smart. one one going into the smart. playoffs. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. But then again, I agree with you. I don't think there's a threat. They're a threat to get into the playoffs, but would it shock me? No, especially because a week ago, everybody was penciling the Lions to get into the playoffs. So who fucking knows? Now everybody's on the, the, the Packers and they could easily get annihilated this week. Like, who knows? Uh, but speaking of the Vikings, let's move to that game. I also saw, well, let me first read this, 8-6-1 and one New York Giants lose to the now 12 and 3 Minnesota Vikings 27 to 24 on the last second i believe it was 61 yard field goal it was, yes yeah, it, was. it was it was his career high career uh high um in yard or yardage by 5 previous long was 56 so uh kelly ford uh ratings k4 ratings on twitter posted this thing which perfectly encapsulates what this vikings team is so this is called the what if nfl standings what if every one possession nfl game had the opposite result so every game that ended because of one possession was flipped what would the records be so the broncos would be nine and five which is one of the biggest differences in this chart except for the vikings who would be one in 13. If all their one possession games flipped, they'd be one in 13, which means they have won 13 games by one possession and they are 12 and three. So again, I don't know how they can keep this up, but they have literally kept it up all season, this game included, because I really thought the Giants were going to win this game. And me and you had uh, different in picks here. So I was rooting for the Giants also because Vikings are still nipping at the heels of the Eagles for the number one seed. So if they would have lost, it would have basically wrapped it up for the Eagles. But how do they keep fucking doing this casino? How the hell do the Vikings win all these one possession games? And is it a good trait? but But that makes them scary. I, that, I know very scary for any team like oh they're not looking great but they're winning dude if you if you're within one or one score of the vikings like how are you not absolutely terrified the luck this season is on them 100 like it's been proven every game where it's a one possession game coming into the fourth quarter they win it's man and then the Giants, I don't feel like the Giants are even uh, that bad. Like, they actually look pretty damn good in this game. They look good in the Washington game. I think the Giants 
will get into the playoffs. The only issue is they have to beat the Colts this week, which I thought the Colts were feisty until we saw them on Monday night. And then they have to play the Eagles, which if the Eagles win this week against the Saints, I'm assuming they'd be putting all backups in that last week. So they could easily get in there. This Giants team is scary, but I really think everyone, including myself, doesn't like or trust this Vikings team, but there's been no reason not to like or trust them. They just know how to win games. They know how to keep every game close and then just pull it out. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know, Casino. I don't know. You good? You in there? Yeah. Ugh. It's just, it's insane. Like, this is insane for this Vikings team. And then what? They finish with... We said they play the Packers next week, and then they go to, let's see. So they play the Packers next week, and then they finish at the Bears. So they're literally going to finish as a, what? As a 14-3 and three team, like, that nobody trusts or respects, which is fucking crazy. That's crazy. And also, I'm not even throwing anybody else under the bus. I'm right there with you. But do you still, who in the NFC playoffs at the moment would you take the Vikings over? Would you, so would you take yeah. them over the Eagles? No. Over the 49ers? No. Over the Cowboys? Remember, they no. played 40 to 3. No. Uh, and then, then it becomes, over the wildcard teams, which at, at the moment are Giants or Washington. Well, we just saw them beat the Giants. I, I, I The rest of the teams, I, I could say they could beat. And then whoever comes out of the NFC South, I think even at this point, the wildcard teams could beat because, yeah, that's rough. But I don't understand it, Casino. Let's move on to the 12-3 and Buffalo Bills beating the 3-12 and Chicago Bears, 35-13. to uh, it was in Chicago. Justin Fields uh, it didn't was run, dude. Well, man, did you see that field? It looked like they were playing hockey. Yeah, the field no. was iced over. It was the windshield. Uh, I think you said it to me, but the windshield was at one point minus twenty something. Yeah, holy that, shit, dude! It is crazy the like home field advantage the Bears have that they do not know how to capitalize on because they also have to play in that weather. So you would think they would be used to it, but both teams looked absolutely fucking miserable well, for the first half. Yeah, they were all frozen. Yeah. yeah, they were all frozen. I mean, yeah, Josh Allen didn't have the greatest game: fifteen twenty-six, hundred seventy-two yards, two TDs, two INTs, but. I, I, I'm Singletary had a good one. 12 carry for 106 yards. That's not bad. Well, and um, then James Cook also almost had a hundred for uh and a touchdown. So uh, but I saw this last week with the Eagles Bears game. Like when you go to this to Bears home games in December, January, uh November, like you're just gonna have a miserable time. It just looks cold. It looks like it's like cold. It's the field looks gross. It looks like it's iced over. It probably hurts like a motherfucker. Like this literally looks like a game where you just go try to survive it without injuries and then just like go home. 
because this was brutal. I mean, the the score at halftime was 10 to 6, and then Buffalo came on in the third or fourth quarter to win 35 to 13. But I think I think you can say the same thing about Josh Allen that you can Dak Prescott, which we'll get to with that game, but his turnovers, he just always turns the ball over so much, whether it be INTs or fumbles. He has 32 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, but I really feel like it, he's one of those players that when he throws one interception a game, there's almost a guarantee he throws a second one. He has very few one INT games, and almost all the games he's thrown an interception in, he has two. So maybe the key to beat him, I don't know. But at this moment, would you still take the Bills over the Chiefs? Um, Yeah, I would. I would. As long as Josh Allen is playing good, yes. Yeah, I think and I, I think I'm not and I'm not this game was with this weather, I do not really factor this one in because again, that is crazy weather. That's crazy oh, yeah. weather. Playing a minus twenty degrees, like no, I you wouldn't I wouldn't even be out there. I wouldn't be out there. No, that no. is that's brutal. Brutal, brutal. Uh, I don't know how they could have a game that cold, I'll be honest. Uh, I mean, great segue here, Casito, because the only field that looked more miserable than the Bears-Bills game was the Saints-Browns game. That that Browns, they were playing in Cleveland, uh, the now 6-9 and nine New, York, or New, New York, New Orleans Saints beat the now 6-9 and nine Cleveland Browns 17-10 to 10 on what it literally looked like they were playing on an ice rink that entire game. That field was frozen over. It was a miserable game. Andy Dalton threw for 92 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Deshaun Watson, not much better, 15 for 31, 135 yards, one INT. He also had a rushing touchdown. Uh, Browns have been eliminated from playoff contention, which is good because nobody likes the Browns anymore because of Deshaun Watson. No, I I, I wanted to see Jacoby Brissett stay as their QB, man. They Maybe they would have been better. Maybe they would still be in playoff contention, but they had to get Watson out there who has played absolutely abysmal but this is one of those things like we just talked about with the Bears game where I don't feel like you can really talk about this game in terms of stats because of how miserable like the conditions were this game was brutal I watched this game just to look at like the weather and the fields uh I didn't really care about either team playing but yeah there's nothing much to talk about this game so we'll just move on uh next up the Commanders, Washington Commanders, now 7-7-1, lose to the now 11-4 San Francisco 49ers, 37-20. Tyler Heineke, I don't have my Heineken. You know why I don't have my Heineken? Because he was actually benched in this game for the old Eagles quarterback, Carson Wentz, who actually came in and played pretty damn good. But then again, I don't think Heineke was playing bad, especially against the without question the best defense in the league uh are the 49ers if your team was in the playoffs either afc or nfc are the 49ers the team you would want to play the least oh yeah 100 percent. i just think they're really the only team in the league at the moment that's playing defense and like playing good defense 
Does that oh, make yeah. sense? Like, Cause like, cause even though I like the Eagles and I like the Bills, whatnot, you can still put up points on them. Yeah. The Niners are just, they're a stump. They're a stump. You can't move them. They're just, they are what they are. They are, you know exactly what they are. They are a stump on defense where they just aren't going to budge. And their offense is dynamic enough to score. Yeah. Well, and we talk about Ben don't break defenses. They're not even bent. They're literally oh, yeah. don't move defenses. Like we've talked about on this uh, this pod how great their rush defense is. It is still number one with allowing the least rushing yards in the league right there with Tennessee and Baltimore. But again, they allow five yards average less uh, per rush than any other team in the league. And there is only two teams that are kind of within the, the realm of them. Everybody else allows over a hundred yards a game. They allow 75, only 3.3 yards per rush. And then passing, I mean, they are still, I mean, they're 15th in the league, but they're still only allowing 215 yards passing get a game. So if you put, and that's the average, right? So the average, they're barely allowing 300 yards a game in, in 2020 NFL where all rules are regulated to make the offense more dynamic. So a defense that allows less than 300 yards in a 2022 NFL is scary. Like this is the team that uh, by the time my Eagles have to play, uh, you know, somebody coming into Philadelphia, I just really hope it's not the 49ers. I will play oh, for sure. Anybody else in the NFC playoffs. I don't want to see the Niners. I really don't. And I think, NFC championship is going to be Eagles Niners. And that terrifies me now. It terrifies me casino. Uh, as far as the commanders, I think this was the final nail in their coffin. I think this is the, this and the giants game are really the things that I think officially knocked them out of the playoffs this coming week. That's a good, yeah, I can see that's a fair point. Especially with now they're starting Carson Wentz, like, he looked good when he was coming off the bench, but in a game, you know he's going to give up at least one fumble and one interception where you're like, how the fuck was that? How did the fuck did he fumble or throw that interception? It's going to be brutal. Uh, but let's move on to Carson Wentz's former team, and that is my Philadelphia Eagles, now 13-2, and losing to the now 11-4 and Dallas Cowboys, 40-34. to Uh... I told you last week I didn't really give a shit about this game. And then all of a sudden I'm watching the game and it's the most invested I've ever been in a football game in my life. And and of course, I text Casino right after it happened. Uh, I can't watch sports talk shows for the rest of the week because I already know what the narrative is going to be. It's going to be like, Cowboys, real threat in the NFC, like the best team in the NFC, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no. If you watch this fucking game, no. They, the Eagles, not only did they turn the ball over four times, they turned over the ball four times in some of the worst fucking uh Two interceptions were because Quez Watkins, one, he got absolutely mugged on a play. I don't know how it was a pass interference. The second one, he let somebody just rip the ball out of his hands. And then yeah, Miles Sanders that had... Ne- that one was insane to see. 
that one was literally a wide receiver just being like, I'm not going to fight for it. I'm good. Like, you can just have it. And then Miles Sanders also with just a terrible, terrible fumble. So they threw two interceptions. They fumbled twice and lost both of them. Gardner Minshew actually had a damn good game, but they had no rushing attack either. So, huh, let's see. Who doesn't turn the ball over and would give the Eagles more rushing yards? Huh, if only there was a player they were missing who was one of the best in the league at protecting the ball and running. Oh, oh, it's Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts fucking starts this game. Not only do the Cowboys lose, I honestly think it would have been a fucking blowout. And again, that's bias on my part, right? Like that's wishful thinking. That's everything. But this, the Cowboys got 20, they almost got three touchdowns on uh, turn just off turnovers, right? Because of field position and all this kind of stuff. So let's say they get half of that. They get uh 20 points the eagles still still score 34 they score more points because they don't turn the ball over so i don't know how you can analytically look at this game and be like if jalen hurts was starting the things he's great at are the things this eagles team are the reason they lost so i don't know how you can't be like oh yeah hurt starts this game it's a completely different story and i also feel like that makes him makes his case for the NFL MVP because again, Minshew played great 24 for 40, 355, two touchdowns, two INTs. I don't put either of those interceptions on him. Those were oh, all no. on Quez Watkins who just decided one, he wasn't going to wrestle for the ball. And the second one was like a missed uh, defensive pass interference. The thing I will say, though, is Dak also had a pretty damn good game. 27 for 35, 347, three touchdowns, one INT. The INT was a pick six uh, right like the third play of the game. So after that, he played almost like a flawless game. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, they uh, rushed for probably about like 70 yards. Dak Prescott, 41. The one I will say... This is why I, and I text you this right after I still feel this way. I am more confident in this Eagles team after this game than I was going into this game. And I'll tell you why three reasons. Let's hear Dak almost had a perfect game. Uh, CD lamb had maybe his best game he's ever played. Uh, Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott were uh, pretty much stuffed in the run game it, against a team that everybody said you could run against with the Eagles. And then the defense got four turnovers. So in a game where the running back and wide receiver both had perfect games and the defense got four turnovers, this was a game that came down to the last play of the game where if one guy catches it in the end zone, the Eagles win. So I don't know how... If you're a Cowboys fan, you walk away from this game going, we're Super Bowl contenders. Like, we're the best team in the NFC. Like, it's like everybody forgets the first Eagles-Cowboys game was not close until the fourth quarter when the Cowboys got within, I think it was three, and then the Eagles spent seven minutes going 70 yards and then, like, uh, put the touchdown in to extend their lead not at one point during that game was Dallas ever winning so in two games against Dallas it was 
multiple times during this game, they were up by 10 points, them being the Eagles, were up by 10 points, and then they just kept turning the fucking ball over. So, again, I don't know how you walk out of this game with anything other than when Hurts gets back on this team, like, the, the Eagles are good. I don't know. Casino, disagree, or any thoughts on this game? No, I totally, I totally agree with what you're saying. Uh, <sighs> I've been more pro-Eagles than you have, and I hate the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Um, and here's the here's the deal. Even if let's say Hurts doesn't play and these two play again in the playoffs, I'm still going to pick the Eagles. You just control that turnover, the turnover count. You're going to win again. Well, and uh, last week they turned the ball over. Uh, I believe three times as well, but we just talked about it. They were playing in Chicago where the windshield was like negative six. They're going to be playing in Philadelphia where it's cold, but it's not Chicago windy windshield cold. Like it's like a cold they're used to. All these playoff teams are going to have to be through the link. Oh, that was the other thing. That was one of my third reasons was they were in Dallas. Like you're going to be in Philadelphia if these teams meet again. Like... You're not going to get perfect games from Dak and CeeDee Lamb again. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. In a big old Superdome. And yeah, and they're not going to have... What, what, is, what do they call it there? Uh, I don't know. The I was going to make a joke, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so uh, congrats to Cowboys fans. Enjoy it uh, while it lasts, because... I, what I saw was a Cowboys team where I was like, first off, they dropped, they almost dropped 40 points to a quarterback who has played one game in the past two years. Like, again, but again, this defense was the thing everybody was supposed to fear. And yes, I'm an Eagles fan. Yes, I'm biased. I don't care. Uh, next up, we have the casino's favorite team the six and nine las vegas raiders losing seven uh to the seven and eight pittsburgh steelers 13 to 10 Derek carr throws one touchdown three ints the raiders lose kenny pickett 244 one touchdown one int nothing really about this game the raiders were up by 10 10 to 3 going into halftime they lose by giving up 10 points to the Steelers in the fourth quarter. I don't think there's really anything to talk about in this game, Casino, except obviously RIP to Franco Harris, who passed away. But let me check uh, real quick. When was the Immaculate Reception? It was, what, 1970? I'm going to say seven? A long time ago. So it was 1972. Why the fuck are we just now retiring franco harris's jersey where he sadly passes away after this was already announced so he was supposed to be at this but let me do the quick math here it's 2022 the immaculate reception happened in 1972 why the fuck are they just now retiring his jersey they couldn't have done this in the 90s the early 2000s literally any year prior to this that's so fucking, and, and now he passed away, so he doesn't even get to see it happen. Like, fucking great job, uh, Steelers. But as far as this game goes, playoff contender-wise, I think it just keeps the Steelers in it. Basically, it knocks the Raiders out of it, so 
congrats casino uh the only ones above them are titans which i think both of both you and i think are out of it and then the jets and patriots so your patriots still have a shot casino do you guys play the dolphins as one of your last two games so if you beat the dolphins and win your last win your other game you would be in the other game is against the bills Ooh, but is it the last game of the season well it has to be right yeah so they might bills next right no no they play the Bengals next monday night we just lost oh you just lost to what you're looking at what we just played we just played the Bengals. no no i'm saying oh you were yeah so you end at the bills no i was talking about the bills the bills play the Bengals monday night and then you guys week 18 play the bills so the bills might have it wrapped up and be sitting everybody so they might hand you uh or no no because if the chiefs win they would have to play next week so yeah i'm sorry casino <laughs> i'm sorry uh but let's go to oh i believe we are almost done here the rams broncos was our super bowl uh on this show casino won it the rams blew out that's the, all i cared about I, I got really excited and my dad was like why are you, why are you excited for these games you're a patriot my dad doesn't care about football really he's not a sports guy and he was like he watches it but he's not like into the games and yeah. uh he's like why are you cheering like crazy and i'm like you just don't get it dad you just don't get it if you watch my podcast you know you have a podcast and i'm like god damn it uh the four and eleven Denver Broncos lose to the five and ten Los Angeles Rams, fifty-one to fourteen. Baker Mayfield, twenty-four for twenty-eight, two thirty-two touchdowns. But this was the Cam Akers game: twenty-three oh, yeah. carries, one hundred eighteen yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Russell uh, and Wilson, he, and he, what a, what a stand-up guy! Like I watched him. Did you see when he ran into that dude? On the sideline, who Akers. Cam Akers? No, I did not. I oh, yeah, didn't so, watch one so second of this game. Went out, yeah, out of bounds on you know running, couldn't stop. Runs in one of the like the camera operating. Not it wasn't the camera guy. He was like the boom guy or whatever. I don't know. Uh, runs into the dude, and instead of like getting up and celebrating like most players do, like he immediately like pops up and like goes right to the guy, helps him up. Like patting on, like question, you know, making sure he's okay, and like all of the rest of his team's like trying to get him to celebrate. And he's like <laughs> taking care of this dude. So shout out to you, bud. That was a good moment for you. I, I remember. I, I absolutely hate. I hate that when a player runs into like a cheerleader or a coach or whatnot or another player, and instead of checking on, they just get up and walk away. It's like you don't know how big you are and how much force you just ran into that person who's stationary. I want to say I don't, and if they're okay, if it wasn't him, I will apologize for it not being him. I want to say it was Debo Samuel earlier in the season, completely ran over and murdered one of the camera guys who stands on the side, like ran him over. He's rolling on the ground. You could tell he like got like fucked up from it. And then instead of checking on him, he literally like steps over him to go celebrate with his team and just kind of like, says like fuck off to that guy right. or whatever and i was just like fuck that guy like yeah. that guy was just that, standing on the sidelines or not whoever that was sounds like a piece of shit so when i saw acres like pop up and like check on the dude i was like 
Yeah, man. Yeah, I agree. And that's why you picked the Rams to win that game. Totally. <laughs> I, I foresaw that play. Uh, but yeah, this was our Super Bowl. Ooh, it's it's up here. It was Debo Samuel. Fuck you, Debo Samuel. I just gave you credit or your team credit. Now I hope you guys lose to the Carolina Panthers. That's who I hope you lose to. That would be amazing. But uh, yeah, so Russell Wilson. That's, a, that's an early pick, by the way, for you. <laughs> uh, um, Russell Wilson, 15 for 27, 214, one touchdown, three INTs. Same old Russell Wilson. Uh, this season, he stat-wise has, oh, if this will load in time, he has 12 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 3,000 yards. We are two weeks from the season ending. He has 12 touchdowns. There are, we've played 16 games. That is, and he has had, oh, let's see this. He has had multiple games where he threw two or three interceptions or three three or two touchdowns. So that means for of those 12 touchdowns, one, two, in two games, he threw for five. So the other... He started every game. How is this possible, Casino? How did Russell Wilson go from, like, pretty damn good in contention for one of the best quarterbacks in the league to, no doubt in my mind, the worst starting quarterback in the league in relation to what he's being paid? Yeah. Um, well, they're not running. They It's... He- he wanted the show to be all on his passing. So, hey, it's going to be on your passing, and they know you're going to throw the ball. You get what you get. Well, there was also more Broncos drama, which they're, they fired their coach, I believe, yesterday, fired today? three coaches. Oh, was it yesterday or today? I believe uh, it yes- was today. Yesterday. I no, maybe no it was yesterday. Today. It was yesterday. But Day yeah, after they Christmas. The, they, they fired the coach. They fired like the offensive line coach, which – doesn't seem to be ha- i mean they had the bad on christmas but like the offensive line hasn't been horrible hasn't been great um and the special teams coach well and then they also promoted like the guy that hackett brought on to be like the time management coach or whatever he's now interim head coach why do you not promote the defensive coordinator to head coach aka the only good part of your team the defense, it, that just seems like a weird misstep. But did you also see that clip of Brett Ripien? I don't know how you say his last name. Ripien, the, the Broncos backup, getting in an argument on the sidelines with the offensive linemen, and apparently yeah, it was over Russell Wilson. And I, if you're a Broncos fan, I don't think there is a team in the league that is in a worse situation than the Broncos. Because oh, even be. even the Texans, they at least have like they're at least fighting and playing, you know, the with Texans, good teams. The, the Texans, uh, the Panthers, uh, the Colts, you know, all these teams that are losing coaches and this and that. But at least there's not like there. There's just it seems like there's a ticking time bomb in Denver to where. Every player is just on edge, and I think this need, this season needs to be over before something bad happens. 
Yeah. Well, also with those other teams, it's like at least like, oh, we just need a quarterback. Oh, we get the number one pick. Oh, we have all this cap space. So there's like solutions in place to the problems they have. The Broncos, they have no picks. They have no money. They have nothing. Like, it's like if they don't figure this out next season, they're probably going to even be worse than they are like right now which and they're one of the worst teams in the league so how the and also you just got blown out 50 points to a quarterback who's been with this team for two weeks like and that quarterback is baker mayfield it's not even like you know tom brady in his prime or whatever you're getting blown out by baker mayfield having a damn near perfect game like uh we got one more game to go casino and that was monday night's football which was last night the nine and six now los angeles chargers beat the now four ten and one indianapolis colts 20 to three herbert 24 for 31 235 one interception nick Foles, uh 17 for 29 143 yards three ints i chose to put him as my starting fantasy quarterback uh, because I believed in him more than my other options. He had maybe the worst game uh, of all the other quarterbacks I could have chosen. So I am officially knocked out of my fantasy football playoffs. Thank you, Nick Foles. But then I'm again, mine as well. he did bring my team their first Super Bowl. So I will forgive him. Uh, yeah, I started him over Dar- Darnold and I started him over Mayfield. I really believed in Nick Foles. I thought it was going to come in, shock the world. And instead, uh, let's do uh, Casino's Fantasy Corner. Probably, I think, the last one of the season because both you and I are out. On my bench, on my bench, I had Darnold, Higgins, Hubbard, who all got 20 points. And in place, I put Foles, uh, Knight, and Goodwin, who all got. Oh, let's see. Goodwin got 10 points. Uh, Higgins got 22. Knight got two points where Hubbard got 12. And then Nick Foles got two points where Darnold got 22. So if I would have made those three changes, I would have di- I would have destroyed. But instead, I'm out. How about you, Casino? Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not happy. I'm out. Um <laughs> The previous week, my team scores just shy of 200 points. And this week, I didn't change anything. And the matchups looked fine because obviously, if you want to be a good fantasy coach, you got to, you know, check the, yeah, fantasy coach. You got to check who they're playing against and you got to do all that and take that into consideration. Everything looked fine. My team doesn't even put up 100 points. Yeah. Well, mine, my team just got riddled with fucking injuries. Like, I had uh, Lamar Jackson as my quarterback. My opponent did the really smart thing where I had three quarterback options to pick up. One of them was Minshew, who I definitely would have picked up. The other one was, oh, let me get to this game real quick. So I could have picked up either Minshew, uh, Minshew or... Where is it? Oh, Huntley as my backup. 
those were the two guys who were projected, you know, to have the best weeks. This guy dropped two of his players to pick those up, to put those guys on the bench. So I couldn't pick them up. Great dick move. Great fucking strategy because it paid off. So literally the people I could have chose from were Baker Mayfield, Mac Jones, Sam Darnold, or Nick Foles. So I went Nick Foles. He got worse than all the other ones. I should have went Darnold, but yeah, I got annihilated. I also had, uh, I dropped, I think I had two guys who were out for the season who I had to drop. How I made it to the semifinals, I don't know, but no, we're both out, Casino. We're both out. Damn. It's my luck. It's what always happens. I, <laughs> I know. This guy that I beat twice this season, he was 6-8, and eight and I'm 12-2, and two and he beats me on the third time around, where yeah. my team goes 200 points and then less than 100 the next week. The guys in my league now playing for third and fourth are me who finished second in the league and the guy who finished first in the league. The guys who are playing for the championship finished uh, fifth and sixth. So that's me and this other guy. We fucking dominate the whole season. And then you just lose, take one bad week in the playoffs and you're fucking out. Great. I love fantasy football. I fucking love yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not doing it next year. I've already said that. <laughs> uh, but uh, as far as this game goes, the Chargers beat the Colts in what also was just the drizzling shits of a game. I've, I think that's the first time I've ever used that saying on this podcast. I love it. Yeah, I didn't like that imagery. Drizzling shits. Imagine it deep and long casino. Uh, <laughs> uh, Herbert didn't have a great game. Keenan Allen did 11 for 104. But this was all the Chargers defense. I mean, you're playing against... The corpse of Nick Foles, the peak of him was in Philadelphia. Ever since he left Philadelphia, this is what you get. I should have known, but I thought he would have some magic left in him. Uh, Yeah, the Chargers, I think the AFC uh, really is shaping up to be maybe one of the best AFC playoffs we've ever seen. I mean, you get this Chargers team, you get Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, and then if you get a Lamar Jackson returning, you get a Lamar Jackson-led Baltimore Ravens team that has a great fucking defense. And then you have the wild card in terms of, like, what can they be with this Jaguars? And then you have a sneaky good Dolphins team where if they do force Tua to be back at quarterback, which we've seen them do it multiple times, why wouldn't they now? He can be a real threat in the playoffs with that offense. So really really interesting afc playoffs that now it looks like it's set except for like seeding so i don't know thoughts on this chargers team casino i know both both of us at the start of the season thought this could be a dark horse contender to like go to the super bowl and now they like really can be yeah um all we've said is they just needed to get healthy and you know every week they just seem to be a little better, a little better, a little better. Um, and a little I wouldn't want to play this team. No. I wouldn't. This seems, this seems eerily similar like a team like Cincinnati last year. Where That's fair. they were kind of rough in the beginning, and then they started getting healthier. They kind of started figuring out who they were, and then they kind of just rode all that momentum into the playoffs. Like if this Chargers team 
at full health like this got to the Super Bowl, I don't feel like anybody would be like, how the hell did the Chargers get there? Like it would, I think it would just be like, they always play the Chiefs tough. They can hang in there with the Bills and the Bengals. Like, I think they're a real threat in the AFC. Last thing on this game, did you see that Derwin James hit that took, I mean, he got ejected from the game. He's going to get fined. That was fucking brutal. Like, that is one of those leading with the helmet. Like, dear God. That, where's where's everybody calling him him out? (laughs) Oh, that was a dirty play. Dirty player, come on. That guy was, uh, do we want to do NHL and NBA or we want to save it? Let's save it. Yeah, we went longer than I thought we would. Uh, We'll save NBA and NHL talk. We'll talk uh, Christmas Day NBA on Thursday's pod. So this has just been the Only Sports Podcast, all NFL edition. I've been Will. That's been Casino. And yeah, we'll see you later this week.